Hello and how are you doing? My name is Sharon Jogu, host and producer of Swan Podcast and I am so elated to have you here with me. Thank you so much for joining me uh, for, and for always listening to Swan Podcast. It's a weekly podcast that I hope to inspire you to change through the conversations that we have here every single Tuesday. If you do like this podcast kindly share it with your friends rate it on spotify or any other platform that you use to listen to it it will be of great help to me and also to the person who and to the persons who are going to listen to it you never know how it's going to impact another person anyway Today's episode is a continuation of the episode that we did last week, but one uh, on leadership where I, I pointed my finger to the failures that are in charge and in the leadership of the church that may be causing um, church heart and lack of growth. And I said that this uh, last finding closure, leadership and leadership in church to be specific, uh, I'm just trying to lay ground for the episode that we'll have next week because I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that you should hear yet I haven't recognized the failure that is in charge. I know that there is failure and that's why I really did take my time to point to point out the failures that may be in charge that may be causing other people to to just detach themselves from the church and say that oh the church has a lot of hypocrites and everything. It, I think it's fair for anyone who says that and for anyone who has gone through hard. And and that's why it's important that I talked about that. It's important that I am talking about this today. Today we are looking at the right leadership. Last time I looked at the wrong uh, type of leadership. And yeah, just to lay ground for finding closure. So today it's about servanthood leadership and as I said that's the leadership uh, the our our scope of study will be focusing on Jesus and how he and how he led I think he led uh in such a unique way and he is a very admirable leader that every leader should look up to so i'm going to start with a verse from john 15 13 greater love has no one than this that he laid down his life for his friends that's the kind of leadership that jesus um gave us and that's the kind of leadership a leader that he is that he laid that he laid down his life for us that we may have life 
that's the kind of leadership that we as Christians should emulate. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. So Jesus was calling us to lay our lives for the sake of our friends. These words he spoke just when he was very close to being crucified. So when he was saying them, I, I maybe at the time the disciples didn't even understand it. Um, but he knew that he was going to lay down his life and he was talking to us, telling us we should also lay our lives for the sake of our friends. So the number one thing that I'd like to look at when it comes to the leadership of Jesus Christ is humility. Jesus in John 13 washes the feet of his disciples. Just paint this picture with me. The God of heaven and earth. The God whom all things were created from. He took a towel, put it on his waist, and went round a table or the table washing the feet of his disciples. Do you know washing the feet of a person and at the time I'm not sure that their sanitation was that good. They used to wear sandals and so the feet are dusty. The feet might have stepped on uh what is it called? Poop, human waste or animal waste and a lot of disgusting things. But Jesus bent and washed the feet of his disciples. And that's the kind of... And he actually said in John 13 that do this, constantly do this. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. So Jesus was calling us is not was is calling us to wash one another's feet to me that's so much humility that if you think about it even when we have nice shoes maybe for anyone who is in let's say kenya and we know that our roads are not perfectly done so the feet collect so much dirt I think the feet must be the dirtiest part of the body. Jesus is asking us not to look at the dirt of someone else's feet and judge them, but to be willing and bend a tie a towel on our waist and bend down and wash our and wash another person's feet that's what is expected when it comes to leadership um that it's not this sin you're just sinning and i think most people have felt that that you're just sinning and sinning and you are you're wearing sidri you did last night sidri i had you were found someone saw you like 
instead of just point instead of pointing at people's feet and saying how dirty they look and how much dirt they have collected why don't you guard your ways just like Jesus did bend and wash the other person's feet that's the most humble thing that you can ever do instead of judging someone else that bend down wash that that's that's speaking and convicting to me as well that i'm supposed to wash another person's feet and not to just look at their dad and say how sinful they are because if you think about it when jesus came for me to demonstrate that fully well when jesus came to simon peter simon said that you're not going to wash my feet he refused but this is what jesus said in john 13 from verse 6 when he came to Simon Peter he said to him lord are you going to wash my feet jesus replied to him you do not okay let me back up when he came to Simon Peter he said to him lord are you going to wash my feet jesus replied to him you do not realize now what i am doing but you will fully understand it later Peter said to him you'll never wash my feet Jesus answered unless i wash your feet you have no part with me we can have okay is this amplified translation or i just they are expounding so much i'm like okay okay let me go on Peter said to him you'll never wash my feet Jesus answered unless i wash you you have no part with me we can have nothing to do with each other simon peter said to him lord in that case wash not only my feet but also my hands and head and my head jesus said to jesus said to him anyone who has bathed needs only to wash his feet and is completely clean and you my disciples are clean but not all of you let's leave that part that anyone who has bathed needs only to wash his feet and is completely clean and you see when we are saved the word of god says that we are the righteousness of god through christ jesus we are completely washed we are completely morally right before god but i i i imagine the feet are these daily sins that we run to or a certain addiction that i haven't get been able to get rid of that i'm struggling with or whatever and those are like the dirty feet it doesn't mean that i'm not fully saved just because i'm struggling with uh, abcd i am saved but i'm struggling and those are like those are my dirty feet because if you're washed jesus said you're completely clean and you don't need 
any further cleaning it's just your feet it's just the whatever is collecting dust and sin and jesus is saying wash i wash one another's feet don't be so quick to condemn and that's that requires so much humility too even for me to realize my feet collects dirt the next persons collect dirt just because maybe today i i i took a pri- private means to get to a destination and so my feet are not dirty i don't have any any physical sin that can be seen and another person walked to church or to a destination where we are meeting and so their feet have collected dirt in they have visible sin it doesn't mean that they are not saved it just means that i should guard my i should guard myself with a towel bend down and wash that may mean prayer that may mean can i help you can i guide you through can i be your accountable partner or can we get some help something would you like a bible study partner such and such and and i and i'm just so appreciative that jesus is calling us to that and the other aspect of jesus humility was that again the god of heaven and earth whom everything was created both visible and invisible he left everything in heaven and came down to be poor that we may be rich that explains humility we can never find a better description of humility than what jesus did so if we are looking to be servants then Jesus is asking us be humble be humble that's the only way you can lead well when you lead in humility the other point it's god's will um or our father's will versus our will we know that time and time again Jesus said that i came only to do the will of the father it has been mentioned so many times jesus saying that i only came to do the will of my father i only came to do the will of my father i'm going to read um john 17:1 5 and jesus said this he looked toward heaven and prayed father the hour has come glorify your son that your son may glorify you for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those who have given him you have given him now this this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god so jesus came for one reason to make our heavenly father known that's the reason like 
he came because he says this that now this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent he came to let the world know about the father i said that all christians are leaders and that's the thing are they are they making themselves known or are they making god known because that's that's such a big difference is the gospel about the center and the focal point of any christian believing should be to point everybody to god our father to point everybody to jesus christ and the work that he did for us we find that even some of the people that have had um others is that they seek their own glory and in that verse it goes on and says that i have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do so that's the thing that we are supposed to do we are our work is to bring god glory how do we make how do we um bring god glory by making him known and making the son of jesus i mean his son jesus christ known that's how we give god glory and sometimes you see some of the places where people have been hurt so much the 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 word and the message is so centric to about the person it's about the person who is holding the mic it's about their gift of articulation or it's about their gift of singing their gift of intercession and we we look at them as mini gods but that's that's not it because they are not able they don't have the power they don't have the might they they don't have anything that is close or near to god's life or if i can say that we are so limited as human beings very limited Uh, what i'm trying to say is i don't know why this point can't come out the way it is in my mind our work is to make god the father god the son known our work is to make god known like that's it it's not to make ourselves known but to make god known and he says and now father glorify me in your presence with the glory i had with you before the world began and we know that we know that jesus christ is lord because he was there with god before the world began before time he was so humility serving god's will and our work should be to point people to god like that's the second point just point everybody to god the that point that jesus led with um and it's my last compassion jesus led with so much compassion and my favorite story is the samaritan woman story um that can show like 
I don't know. There are a lot of instances that Jesus showed compassion and it's written that he was compassionate towards them. Like a few times, I think, I don't know whether it's the book of Matthew or Luke where it has been quoted like Jesus was compassionate towards them. Jesus was compassionate. Jesus was compassionate. Jesus was compassionate towards the people and towards the ill, towards the suffering. One of the things is that when it comes to compassion, maybe one of the stories that I want to look at is the Samaritan woman. It intrigues me so much that this woman was sinful. She had five husbands. The one she was with wasn't hers. Yet... She has encountered Jesus and you think that she should be ashamed. But she was so delighted and she went to the village to tell everybody, I've met someone who has told me everything about me. Uh, John 4, 39. Uh, I think our study today was just based on John. I do love the book of John. For those who are... Uh, who joined the Bible study, I said, I I prompted everyone to start with the book of John. I do love the book of John. The Bible is interesting. It's the whole of it. I love the book of John. Many of the Samaritans, that's John 4.39, many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. She, she didn't go, she didn't say, he told me everything I ever did. I'm sure she was like, he told me, come and meet the person who has told me, who has said, who has told me everything I ever did. Come and see some, this person who has told me everything I ever did. She, her head was so high when she said that yet it was a sinful life. Yet it, she said that so joyfully because there was no condemnation or shaming towards that woman but she was empowered to live a sin-free life in that moment of interaction between Jesus and that woman. And that should be like our, like that's the way to go. That we shouldn't be, we shouldn't condemn the people who are living sinful lives because we are, in all honesty, we are like them. The word of God says that we all, we all needed, we were all destined for death, condemnation, because we were all sinful. Whether it's that person who is, who is in Koinange Street, Nairobi, or another person who is in a strip club, or another person who has murdered the person who gossips. Whatever we think that this is a bigger sin, this is a smaller sin, to God all of them are sin. And 
if they were to be judged if all our sins were to be judged by god we would all be dead so we are no better than that person who is tripping they need mercy just the same way we need mercy every single day to live the same way we need god's mercy today the same way we need god's grace it's the same way that that person who is in the strip club or that person who has murdered needs mercy that person who is prostituting or that person who steals or whatever they have done and we can see that their sin is visible and and we are just so quick to condemn the word we can see clearly that god encountered a sinful woman yet she didn't leave his presence condemned she left empowered and she went and called out others and in the word of god says that the more more people believed they believed they believed jesus christ because of her testimony and because they saw it they saw jesus for themselves they saw his miracles they had his words and they believed we all need the salvation of jesus christ and we have to recognize that just because we are in church we are no better than that person who is tripping i don't know why i keep saying tripping but we are no better they need compassion we they just need compassion the same way god was compassionate towards us and we got saved before them it's the same way that they need compassion condemnation is the last thing they need because the word of god says that they are sin have condemned them so they don't need any any further condemnation because their sin the sin that they are living in has already condemned them and i i i said this again and again that do you cast something that is dead or do you speak life to it that it may raise from the dead something that is dead you can't cast it you can't cast something that is dead you speak life just like ezekiel you prophesy in jesus name that let this bones hear the word of the lord so that they may hear the word of the lord and rise from the dead and they may live and glorify god our father and god the son and god the holy spirit that's what we are called to do to be compassionate not to condemn and that's the kind of life that jesus led of course there are so many other things that jesus did and there there are so many other things that uh there are a lot of things that we can learn from Jesus leadership but from today let's just focus on those because i think those are good points in those are enough points to equip anyone who is in charge that Jesus led in humility Jesus sought the will of the father Jesus was compassionate towards the poor when we look at the word poverty it means it, it means a lot of things it's, it, it's it's a lack of and if people are poor they are spiritually poor then yeah they need they need 
God's wealth. And we know that Jesus became poor, that we may be rich. So speak the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that these people may come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Again, you cannot curse something that is already dead. You're supposed to speak life to it. You're supposed to speak the word of the Lord to whatever is dead, that it may rise from the dead and it may glorify our God. So that's it for today. I have nothing else to add. I have enjoyed recording today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. 